What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Stakes is High podcast, the real podcast, having real conversation with real people, and I am your host, Jones. Uh, I want to thank everyone who's just now tuning in for the first time. Uh, please go to your listening device and download uh, the SoundCloud app. Uh, you can find me there uh, under Stakes is High podcast. Please follow the um, follow my podcast. Uh, like the episodes, you can find all the previous episodes there, including this one. Also, go to uh, for the Apple users, you can find me in your Apple uh, on the Apple applica- the podcast application. I'm sorry, um, you can find me there. Make sure you put in Stakes is High podcast. You have to put the podcast part in because there's another Stakes is High. Find me there, uh, subscribe, do all that good stuff, and hopefully you will enjoy uh, my previous episodes. All right. Uh, last episode, I want to thank Kelly uh, K. Dot. Thank you so much for coming on. Hopefully you can come back. Make sure you bring donuts when you come back. Uh, we love them here. <laughs> Real good. Um, you know, good conversation. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed that one. This week, um, I have some good friends of mine here. Um, I can call them my brothers. Uh, they're with me um, at my my other home, away from home. Um, these are some uh, gentlemen that I have to trust. Uh, they have to have my back. Uh, they're my coworkers. If they're some of my fellow firemen, um, we go in burning buildings together. We eat together. Uh, we sleep in the same bedroom together. Not together. We have individual beds. <laughs> we also have. Um, they're separated beds. So. <laughs> um, but uh, no further ado, I want to introduce, uh, like I said, my brothers. I have Chance and Weston. What's up, fellas? What's up, man? What's going on? Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. <laughs> um, I wanted to have you guys on, man. We're, we were just sitting around, and uh, I had my equipment once again. Uh, and I, I just kind of wanted to sit down and just kind of go over the life of a fireman, a firefighter, and just kind of discuss some of the things, maybe some of the misconceptions and just some of the things we do around here while we're on, basically on call to just sitting around waiting to get called out. So, um, how, well, first, before we go, um, tell me a little bit about you guys, how long you guys been on, how long you guys, um, what were you doing before this? What got you into firefighting? Well, uh, I'm Weston. Thanks everybody for listening to Jones's podcast. Hey, uh, I've, uh, Graduated '91 from high school, so I'm an old guy. Came on late because I went in the air, went to college, went in the Air Force, and then worked a couple jobs after uh, after I got out, and, and until I actually got on the fire department. And I've been on nine years now, and you know it's it's a it's not a get rich job, but it's it's definitely a fulfilling job. It's not a job that you hate coming to, so. You know, I'll probably be here until I retire. So, I, it's a career. Good retirement plan. Absolutely. <laughs> Chance. Um, I graduated from Missinawal Gas City, uh, 2005. Um, He's the youngster. Yeah, come come close to graduation. I went to college for for a year and a half. Sorry, can you? Hear me? Yeah, I got you. I uh, went to college for a year and a half at Vincennes University, was studying uh, sports medicine, or uh, not really 
athletic training. Um, really, in my senior year of high school, that's my uncle Brian was on the job for 11 years, I think, and was an assistant chief when he pensioned off due to health issues. Um, once I started seeing what he was doing on the fire department, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I just I was so locked into sports and stuff and in high school. I thought I always wanted to do something with sports. And then my senior year, I was like, man, what do I want to do? You know, I didn't know what I wanted to go to college for. And that's when I started showing interest in the fire department, seeing what Uncle Brian had done, some of the things that he had accomplished. Um, so, yeah, man, I got my app in there and ended up coming out of college when I got hired on here. Um, you hired on young, right? Yeah, I was 21 Ooh. when I got hired. Right, at 21. Yeah, got lucky. <laughs> how, how old were you? I was 34 when I came on. Oh, yeah. you, you beat the deadline. I, was turning, I came on it in June, uh-huh. uh, and then I turned 35 in October. Okay. Which 36 is. 36 is the cutoff. Yeah, I, got, I came on at 28. Yeah, so. So, yeah, I got lucky. You know, it, it helps when, you know, fi- firefighting is kind of the passed down family tradition, you know. Yeah. So, it, it helped me. Do uh, I had a little help getting on and yeah, is it hard to get on? You guys, <laughs> you you gotta know somebody. I mean, it's you don't have it's to. Easier if you know somebody. Uh, <laughs> it's easier. It's definitely an easier path if you know somebody. And you know, I, I everybody that until as of recent when we all came on, we all had somebody that we knew or was a legacy. Right. That you know, it, it's it's tough to. There's so many so little jobs available. Because yeah. you have to wait for somebody to retire before that spot opens up. And, you know, we only had 72. When all of us came on, actually, right. it was 72 and dropped. Now it's 63, so we've lost spots. So not very many people are getting hired. It's, okay. it's a waiting game. So let's let's go into, I guess, just for someone who doesn't know, because I, a lot of people don't know what we do or even just, you know, uh, just even our shifts, you know. So what's – so. What what do we what time do we start and what time you know how does it how does the day go? Uh, we got three shifts on the job: A shift, B shift, C shift. What's the uh, best shift? C shift. Okay. Of course. <laughs> uh, shift starts at seven a.m. They usually like you to get here around six thirty. And what time sh- do you get here, Chance? Uh, I shoot for six thirty <laughs> before seven. Before seven, I'm I'm ready to go at seven a.m. There's a backstory behind that. Chance used to always be late. For people, a lot of people always say I'm gonna be late to my own funeral, which is probably not far off. But so he always used to be late. There's an ongoing bet. There's a lot of bets that go on in a firehouse. So to pass time, we make bets. But there's a fifty dollar bet that Chance has to be on time until January January first. He can't even be a minute late. Fifty dollars, and he's pushed it. That 50. <laughs> and he and he was close the other, other day. <laughs> I've only been close once <laughs> since I bet. Right, but go ahead. So, but yeah, shift starts at seven. You're supposed to have your gear on the truck, ready to go at seven. Uh, you're supposed to have all the equipment checked, um, medical bags. I mean, there, there's a lot of equipment, which we can get into that a little bit later, but. The, you got to have everything checked, all your gear on the truck, and ready to go at 7 a.m. And then 24-hour shift comes on, next shift come on at 7 a.m. 7 a.m. Wesson, with you being an engineer, what, is, what do you do in the morning? An engineer is – explain what right. engineer Okay, is. engineer is the driver of the fire truck, gets us to where we're going, 
And if it's a medical, you know, we, we jump off or a car accident, we'll jump off and help just like everybody else would do. But if it's a fire, I will stay with the fire truck, help get the lines pulled off and get water flowing to the fire. Unless there is another fire truck there before us, then I'll ask the engineer, the engineer from that fire truck, if he needs help, if he doesn't need help, I will get my gear on and go into the fire just like everybody else. But for the most part, we're a, you know, a pretty small department considering the size of Indianapolis compared to, you know, Marion. We're a definite, right. a smaller part. So, uh, but I check the truck, make sure it's fueled up, make sure the water's in it, make sure that all the equipment's supposed to be in place where it's, where it needs to be and, uh, hit the lights, make sure the lights work, you know, make sure it pumps water. And then, we decide what we want for breakfast, and then I cook for everybody. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty accurate. Well, what's the speed limit on how we should get to whatever? <laughs> okay. If you're asking me or you're asking these guys. Uh, I, feel, I, I always say when Weston's driving, I feel like I should have the roller coaster seat that comes down to lock you in. Yeah. However, he's safe. It's a safe, fast speed. I just like to get there as fast as possible. Did you take out part of the building? I want <laughs> oh, he's trying to throw shots at you. <laughs> we want to take shots? I don't think so. <laughs> All right. Um, something you brought up, you did bring up something, and I think it's kind of interesting because I think there's a misconception out there as far as uh, when it's time for us to eat. What is some? What are some of the misconceptions that you that you've heard? Okay. The, the, <laughs> the biggest misconception is is that the city pays for our meals, which is totally inaccurate. I wish they paid for it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> when you see us in line at the grocery store or at McDonald's or Arby's, where we may have some busy day where we don't have time to cook, that money is coming out of our pockets. We get a paycheck just like everybody else. We pay taxes just like everyone else. And then <laughs> if we come in in the morning, we decide what we want to eat for breakfast as a group or if we're going to eat separate. We'll go to the store, we'll get our breakfast, and we'll get our dinner for the day. We'll take the receipt, set it down, and divide it into how many ever people are eating. And then we all throw in the money. Somebody usually pays for it with their card, and then everybody gives them their money for their portion. So, yeah, I, I, I'm glad. I mean, you know, because I think that a lot of people think that, you know, you know, the city is paying for everything that we do. And, you know, all the extra is right. coming out of it. So people... You know, a lot of people, no matter what we're doing, a lot of times people come up and say, you know, I'm paying you out of my taxes. And they right, think right. that we just sit around. And I mean, even, even <laughs> our condiments, <clears throat> our cable, our newspaper. Yeah, that's what I was next we, uh, It's called a click. And all three shifts, one person runs it from that station, from every station. And it's different depending. Like we have a pop machine here at our station that we buy the soda for, put in the pop machine. And people come and pay for their people sodas. from the neighborhood. Yeah, from the neighborhood come and pay for the sodas, which supplements our click. So we get a couple movie channels. You know, we get a little extra at this station because it's it's in a busy area for the soda machine. Right. But we all pay like six dollars, which goes towards cable, newspaper, salt and pepper, ketchup, mustard. You know, just your basic everyday household things that you take for granted. But we don't. Nobody, no one person wants to buy a thing of ketchup and then it's gone a week later because right. then they'll keep be the only one that keeps buying it. Right, right. So yeah, I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because you know, 
just like our condiments and everything we it's just like really do you guys i mean are you guys when when people ask you do you guys basically just say it's like being at home it is being at home but we live here this is we come in we make our beds we have our shower stuff if we work out and i mean we take a shower before we come in i do i don't know about everybody else but i take a shower before i get here and then the next morning i get up uh make take all my bedding stuff put it in my closet but we have our towels we have our toiletries we have everything that you would have at your house we have two of we have one for the fire station and then we have one that we leave at our house and that's just you know it's a third of our life there's three shifts 30 days in a month yeah we, yeah we're here 10 days 24 hours okay at that's a time. what i was gonna say explain the work shift because a lot of people so, don't understand that we are on what's called the california swing which there's several different kinds some people work uh, work a day, off two, work a day, off two, work a day, off two. Our particular shift is we work a day, off a day, work a day, off a day, work a day, off four days, which really works out because four days off, Yeah. I mean, we get four days off three or four times a month, and that's, you know, that's pretty What's big. What's nice about that is you get the, the your calendar for the whole year, so you know... What, what days weekends, you're going to work for the entire year. Right, exactly. you can make what plans. Days for way down the road, you and, don't have to worry about it. And Weston's been Unless on. you're the lowest guy on the shift. Yeah. <laughs> but you've you got four days off. Oh, yeah. So on your Kelly, which is what we call it, our four days, we call it our Kelly. We get four days off, so we can do whatever we want on that four days off as long as when 7 a.m. comes out on the fifth day, yeah, we're man. back at work. 7 or 6.58 with chance and... <laughs> I've been getting better. Yeah, he's been. You know what, man? He beat me here the other day, and I used yeah. to get here at six. I'm trying to clean up my act a little bit. <laughs> I'm about a fifteen ten till guy normally. And sometimes I come squealing wheels, and he's rolling in on two wheels. <laughs> um, what I want to, I guess, a lot of people just think that we only fight fire, and all we do is sit around and wait for um. Either a cat to come, get a cat out the out the, <laughs> out the tree. I've done that once since I've or, been on in nine years. I actually, I actually, <laughs> you were on the same one yeah. I was. <laughs> Y'all really got a cat out? Yeah. yeah. Nah, <laughs> we didn't get it. We didn't get it. Say that to me. Oh, you'll go get a cat out of the tree. I actually have done that. Right. Why do you have to get a cat out? They what? called us to get a cat. It was in a tall tree back in this little place. We set a can of tuna down, and the cat came down itself. But yeah, I always <laughs> tell people, if a cat gets up there, it can get Just down. Just leave it alone. It's yeah, scared. It's, it's going to come it, down. It, yeah, if it can get up there, it can get down. <laughs> but anyway, um, a lot of people think all we do is just sit around and wait for a fire. No, that's, I mean, that's not the case at all. We, uh, we do any, we roll out on any uh, chest, chest pain, breathing difficulty, possible stroke, any compound fractures, car accidents with injuries, uh, entrapments on car. Lifting assistance. Lifting assistance for uh, maybe some people that may be a little larger that or the ambulance space. crews can't get out of the place. Right, confined space. Uh, and lately, unfortunately, we've been going on a lot of overdoses, uh, heroines. Of- Anything that's perceived as life-threatening. We're, we're rolling on right. absolutely and it and then if it's if it's something where if it's kind of an odd situation somebody's trapped or like like you said confined space or elevators they, they don't know who to call you're usually calling the fire department right you know we've went on a lot of people stuck in elevators like you said i mean you, so, you name it we've, we've probably right. been on the call right. so most of us are emt we have one paramedic 
Yeah. I think it, it was it was kind of encouraged for us a couple of years ago to go to paramedic school. I think only a couple of people were taking wanted right. to take advantage That's, of that. Yeah. But, you know, we're majority of us are EMT. I think there might be like There's a, a few few old, first responders old, still old, that like a couple older, in, yeah, right. older guys, but you know, all the most majority of us are EMTs. Um I don't know if you guys are, you know, I guess you guys don't have to really give um well, I know we can't give names or whatever. Can you guys reflect on maybe like a run you remember, like a specific run that you can oh. just like you could touch on and just kind of tell, would, the first and maybe that, just kind of give them an example of like we're just not sitting here waiting on fires. Right. Oh no. I mean, <clears throat> there's several runs. I mean, we go on a lot of runs. I, 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 the first run I really remember is I went on an elderly lady who had passed away, and it was just her and her husband. And he called, but she was actually on the toilet. And we went, and the, she was still warm, so he felt her and was like, I can't lift her up, you know, but I know she's still alive. She's still she's warm. But what he didn't realize, the vent was right behind her, and it was uh, wintertime, and it was blowing right on her, so it was keeping her warm. But warm. when I grabbed her hand, it was really Jeez. cold. And I was the only one in there, and I turned around, and this guy sitting here like, is she going to be okay? And I had to tell him. It was the first time that I had to actually face that, and I had to tell him, I'm sorry, but she, you know, she's passed right. away. And, he, like, and we have to, and, and that's and crazy. Cause... And it's, you know, you don't think about the fire department having to tell people, oh, it's like the doctor walks out and tells somebody. That's their job. No, we, yeah. I mean, when, you don't, oh, yeah, well, we're going right. to wait for somebody else to get here to tell you that your, yeah. your loved one has passed away. I mean, right. it's part of the job it's not the best part of the job but it's it's still part of it and it's not one we look forward to what about you chance um man just in the eight years i've been on there's it's hard to pick one there's so many that stand out um the ones that for me the the runs that are tough is of course with the kids um you know we i've seen i used to work part-time at the hospital um, I worked at the funeral home for a short bit, part-time. And then between these three jobs, or between those three jobs, I've seen some, you know, blood and guts. And, you know, I've seen a lot of nasty stuff. And that that stuff I can usually get deal with, mm-hmm. I, for me anyway. I feel like I'm okay with that. But when it comes to the kids or something, I mean, the one run that really affected me the most probably um, went on a run, said it was for like a – it was a newborn had just I think it only been home for like six days mm-hmm. from the hospital. Um, they said unresponsive. We went to the run. It was this mom, a new mom, her first kid. Okay. Um, she had fell asleep with him in the bed and had mm-hmm. kind of rolled over on him. What we're assuming, I think they chalked it up as SIDS, but she woke up. He was unresponsive, and when a lot of times when we show up on a scene, it seems like kind of like what you were saying Wes and the family is expecting that we're going to be able to do something like when they see us walk in with our uniforms I think the uniform does a lot you know when you, if you're just in your uniform right. For they sure. see that and they're, they kind of get that comforting feeling like oh everything's going to be fine now you know <laughs> For, so then that's what it was when we showed up we got there just before the ambulance did and the mom kind of looked like she was relieved almost and was like this is what happened. She wasn't even really crying. And then when we got there and actually, you know, start assessing the kid, it it wasn't. He was gone, you know. And it, we had to kind of. It, and then when when I seen the mom break down like that, I mean, it was one thing that it was a newborn baby, and then the mom was just devastated. And right. I mean, that affected me the rest of the day for that day. And then it still, I mean, it still bothers me, you know. 
Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I think that's all the ones I remember. Like I, I've had, there's only been a few, and I think you know one of the the new, the kids, like you said, is uh, they 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 affect me a lot. You know because, I mean, I've been on runs where I've seen head, sh- you know, somebody shot in the head. You know, right. and I'm just like, all right, we get back. Like, man, what's what's for dinner? You know, right. you but I think being from, that. yeah, I think I think one of the runs that kind of like I guess just recently, just the other day, I think it kind of being from being from a small community. I mean, Marion has what thirty thousand people, you know, give or take, you know, and 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 being from the being from being from there, and a lot of runs that you go on. You don't know whose house you're going into. You just hear what the issues are, and you go on preparing for the worst. So um, I um, was – the last one we went to was for – I think it was uh, unresponsive. It was unresponsive. And when I rolled up, it was uh, – when we got there, it was someone that I noticed. I'm like, I didn't know they lived out here. And then we get in, and it's someone that I knew. And it was someone that I've known since I was a little kid – and it's just so hard. I mean, it was a this gentleman taught me how to shake a man's hand and just from church and just always knew who he was. And then you just see there and he's he's cold and then nothing it, you can do. And you still have to maintain because this is my profession and I still have to, you know, I'm working. So I can't just it, it, it's hard, you know, and his wife just grabbed me and hugged me. And, and you just have to sometimes, like I said, not only be you know, uh, working on the person, but you still have to be a psychologist. You have to be a comforter. You have to, I just hugged her. I didn't even know what to say. I'm just like, you know, cause I felt the pain too, because I knew him. So yeah, I think that's, uh, um, you know, one of the one, some of the runs that I, I think that's, that's real effective. That's, Go ahead. Weston. Go that ahead. Th- me and you have a, a common, uh, a friend that we both had. I was on this run with your dad, actually. Mm-hmm. By the way, I'm I'm, I'm second generation uh, fireman, so my dad still works here. He's got three <laughs> more years. <laughs> Go ahead. And uh, we went on this run for a breathing difficulty, and we pulled up to this house, and I was like, I know who lives here. I, I've known them for a long, long time. I mean, and you knew the. I knew I was better friends with the the daughter of this lady, and okay. you were friends with or knew Mm -hmm. the son okay and uh we uh walked in and she was talking to us and uh you know i said what's wrong you know she's like they're like oh we're so glad to see you and uh she said "I, i can't breathe i'm having i'm having trouble breathing and the next thing i know she's like weston i i really can't breathe and next thing I know, she falls out of the chair into my arms. I take her down to the ground, and she's out. Mm. So I start working. Your dad actually runs and gets the suction because she had so much fluid in her lungs. That's why she couldn't breathe. And I started suctioning. and CPR. Me and, yeah, me and uh, Scott was with us at the time. He started doing CPR while we were trying to suction and bag her. And got her in the ambulance, and I worked harder on that that one run than I think I had in several runs because this was like personal. You know, it, was, yeah. it was really hard. I mean, I was, by the time I got there, we're going around curves. I'm hanging on with one hand doing CPR with the other hand. I'm, by the time we got to the hospital, I'm sweating. Like I just finished working out. We get to the hospital and we, we have no idea what's actually had happened yet. You know, we're not doctors. We don't have the equipment to assess and say what actually happened. 
and, and it ended up being a massive heart attack. So mm -hmm. there was nothing that anybody could have done that even if we would have had her at the hospital when this happened, right. there was nothing. You could, but still, it doesn't make you feel any better. You know, yeah. this was somebody I walked in and I knew every single person in the house. Yeah. And I'd had a personal relationship yeah. with this lady and it Same. happened right in front of me. Like, you know, that was, yeah. that was uh, probably the toughest one that yeah. I'd, I'd ever had. Yeah, so. I think the last, the one, uh, our last day, wasn't it, Chance? That, that, yeah, that it guy, was last yeah, day. Yeah, that was. The one you were talking about. Yeah, man. And it's, um, and the crazy thing, I guess we're telling you all these stories. I mean, I guess it's an interesting story. Hopefully it's an interesting stories to you guys. But the thing is, we have to go to these runs, come back to the station, and try to debrief ourselves regardless, however it is, whatever we have to do. And then we just have to, you know, go on with our day and next day go home to our families and then off 24 hours and come back and do it again. Yeah, try to forget yeah, about it. Yeah, we try to forget about it. So, you know, I guess we you have to grow and kind of have a numbness about it in a sense of not saying we don't care because we're still going to come back tomorrow and still get there within, you know, the national average of two minutes and still work on your family members regardless if it's 8 a.m. or – 3 a.m. Knock on right. some wood. I don't want to go out Absolutely. at 3 a.m. <laughs> we went out at 1 last day. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, meaning when, when when the tones go off at 3 a.m. while you guys are snugged in sleep, we have to get up. And, uh, and Weston, being an engineer, has to hear the hear the call and the know address. exactly where we're going. <laughs> so <laughs> good luck to him. <laughs> On this road at this number, yeah. get there. In pitch black with no street lights. <laughs> yeah. Um what's some of the other misconceptions you guys uh hear that you know that you think that needs to be, you know, the record uh, set straight on this? <laughs> I think this, that some of the misconceptions are that every every fireman is the epitome of health when it's totally not that way. I mean, you see all these calendars with firemen on them, and they're all buff and built. And, like Chance? I mean, yeah, like Chance. I mean, Chance is, chance is a rarity, though. I ideal. Mean, I mean, He's ideal you know what he I mean. should look like. If we, I could look like somebody, I want to look like Chance. So, I mean, that's... Thank you. <laughs> no i mean none of us are in bad shape i mean but there are some guys you know the older you get you know it's just that's part of life you you fall out of shape and you can't you can't just quit your job and you can't run somebody off the job but they they fall into different categories of what they do on the job right. so instead of going into the fire or being the first person to grab that cot and lift that person up They'll sit back and they'll do other parts of the job that still need to be done. And us younger, stronger guys will go in and yeah. we'll take the lead on some of the some of the harder, more physical parts of the job. Right. Yeah, I, I, no, I totally agree. Um, I think there's so many jobs for all different, you know, when there's a scene, you know, like, for example, if we pull up to a scene and it's for um, a patient that's uh, having difficulty breathing. You know, you may, first of all, you may need someone who's going to get in there and take the vitals. You may have that other individual who's sitting back talking to the family, trying to call the, calm the family down. You may have that person going out to get the cot. You may have that person doing CPR. You know, there's so I many different all jobs. That, all that comes with, not to interrupt you, I, mean, all, I think all that comes with the longer you work with a certain crew. Yeah, yeah for sure. You start learning each other's strengths and weaknesses. You know, right. but, hey, if you're better mm -hmm. at talking to the patient or, or talking to the family, 
you know, I know that's what you're doing. We yeah. just kind of automatically yeah. start doing that. But sometimes you get moved around a lot, and you can't really help that. But um, so we've been together for a little while now. We're starting to get comfortable with each other. Understand, you know, right? Yeah, yeah, man. I think um, what are some of the I know we talked about a lot of things that we like about it, you know, other than the some of the bad runs and just coming back to the station and just, you know, we could be in the middle of cooking and we go see a person with their head blown off or have to go do CPR for half an hour. Or and then, just have a nice steak on the grill yeah. in the middle of cooking <laughs> and we yeah. get a run and yeah. dang. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, ah, man. What I, I guess, you know, I, I guess I want to talk about some of the cons, man. What about, you know, people don't understand that we – have to work Christmas. We have to work Thanksgiving. We have to work Fourth of July. We, not every, not we every time with it, people we don't like. Sometimes that you don't get a lot. Not that you don't like, but you don't necessarily see eye to eye with. Yeah, yeah. You got some people that you you may be a giving person and you want to go in on dinner, then you have someone who's selfish and they just kind of throw off the whole right the whole system. We'll call them one wayers. <laughs> <laughs> Name a few. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> But no, I think you know people don't understand that you know um, you know while you're off on a weekend, the fire department is open twenty four seven. Right, Friday night at three <laughs> o'clock when you're leaving the club, or changing your baby's diaper, yeah. or whatever it may be at three o'clock. Or you're opening up your gifts on Christmas. Right, we'll be maybe running on a heart attack or going to a fire, and we've had a couple of fires on Christmas Day, yeah. and or somebody frying a turkey inside a garage. Or, right, you know. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I think it's uh, I, a lot of people don't understand that. You know? No, I mean, I, I, that's a big question I get a lot too. Yeah. Like, how do you what? How do you get all your days off? Well, if we get the day off, we're lucky. But a lot of times we get called for overtime. If you want that overtime check, you yeah. still got to work it. And you know, that's a choice that we make. But yeah. So what are we doing when we are not on a run? When we are. Sitting here waiting. Besides doing podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Stakes is high. Yeah, any uh, given time right now, these tones can go off. So We watch a lot of sports. Luckily, the three of us enjoy sports, except for Chance. He just likes basketball. <laughs> but I like, true. I like to watch a little bit of everything. So I, I, I like – I'm probably the one that watches the most sports because I watch baseball, which nobody likes. I watch golf. I watch a little soccer. Love football. They all love football. We love basketball. I mean, that's probably our biggest pastime. But, you know, we'll watch some movies. Uh, we'll work out. Uh, cooking. Sometimes we'll just say, hey, we're going to do something that's a little bit more extravagant than normal. And we'll go. Like Chance. Chance, what did you do last day, man? You came up with a little... Sweet, spicy chicken. Oh, something yeah. Like we, that. We watch yeah. them tasty videos on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> That's, what, That's the key. The tasty videos. Yeah, we sit around. We have a lot of debates. A um, lot of debates. Good ones. If, Wesson, we could, if we could have all the debates on the podcast, we, man. Yeah, it'd probably be pretty funny. Because <laughs> I think Weston thinks he knows everything. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe one or two things. I don't know. Chance, what was the debate today? Weston, what did you <laughs> Oh, with Tony. <laughs> oh, I'm not supposed to. I'm not supposed to name names. Uh, Go ahead. It's all good. No, first name is all right. Yeah, we had. You guys were debating something today, it was cracking me up. I think it was about when Tony bought his Escalade. Oh, his truck. No, no, his his truck. The Escalade. No. Hey, Tony. That's that's not an Escalade. That's a truck. That's his. That's Chevy. what the debate was on. Yeah, it was on. So I I thought he bought it right. after we came on because I remember he came down. He's <laughs> like, "You like dude. my new truck." 
Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, he debated Jamil. What's her name? Uh, Jamel. Jamel Hill. Yeah, that was a good one. About the broadcasting. About if the NBA is rigged or not. Yeah. Weston. Oh, no, no, that wasn't about it. I mean, I wasn't debating whether it's rigged or not. But I, I'm I'm not too sure about the – I'd like to actually research that a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> She's a professional. Anyway, um, yeah, man, I, I'm glad uh, I'm glad you guys was able to kind of get a couple things open and kind of help people understand where we come from as firemen. A lot of people don't know. I get questioned all the time. So, Oh, absolutely. You know, about our days and what, you know – what we all that kind of stuff. Yeah, man, who I, feeds us? Who cooks? Who you yeah, know? All that you know, there's stuff. a lot of other stuff that I mean. There's, it's a great job, and it's it's very fulfilling when you do when you go out and you stop a fire or you it's a rewarding, somebody's rewarding somebody's job. like having a heart attack and you do CPR and you bring them back and then they come back down to the station and say thank, thank you. you. Yeah, I yeah, mean, it's it's okay. crazy. Sometimes you're like, what are you doing out of the hospital? Are you just dead a couple minutes ago? Or, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we had somebody literally that morning. We did CPR on, shocked him, brought him back, took him to the hospital. They said he had a heart attack, but he's in a stable condition. And then, like, at 6 o'clock that night, Came he back. walked in the fire station and was like, I just want to tell you guys thank you. I'm like, <laughs> what in the heck is going on? I mean, holy cow. But, I mean, that's the good side of it. I mean, that's some of the good stuff. But, you know, we miss baseball games, and we miss yeah. – like some of our kids birthday parties uh, yeah birthday everything. i mean birthday parties for our own kids we can we can usually schedule around but family you know members. like family stuff there's a lot of stuff that we can't be at because we're at the station and you know sometimes they'll bring like my wife will bring the kids uh for dinners if it's on yeah. a special day like maybe it's thanksgiving they'll come here yeah. my family will come here my mom and dad and my sisters and my wife all came to the station one year for christmas everybody yeah. came and we did presents yeah we find a way you know regardless if you have to you know do christmas on the day before or the day after right. so we find a way but you know i just think you guys gotta you know remember you know at three o'clock in the morning while you sleep there's a possibility we're out trying to help one of your loved ones so the, you know, the judgment of a lot of people is just we really have a lot of people out there thinking that we just sit around and wash our cars and right. not do anything. At the end of the day, you won't be thinking that at two or three right. when, you know, somebody needs and your family needs CPR. Which so. is another quick point when everybody says, hey, you know, you guys don't have that many fires. And I'm not going to say we have more fires than any other department or less fires than any other department, but most fires, what people don't understand is they happen at night because in the daytime, if something catches on fire, you're awake, yeah. you can put it out. People put their own fires out right. during the day, but when you're sleeping and something catches on fire, you don't know it until it's too late. Your house is usually yeah. filled with smoke. You're choking. You're worried about getting your kids or your dogs or whatever out yeah. and make sure you save lives and your house is on fire. So, we go on those at like two, 12 at twelve and after is yeah. twelve to five is probably the most time that we go on fires. That's probably ninety percent of okay. the fires we have are at nighttime. Well, knock on some just, wood, please. Knock on some wood. We don't want to go. Yeah, tonight. we don't want to be. <laughs> um, quick, quick, um, real quick, Chance. Give us some. Give the people some tips of you know just some tips for their home and what they can do to be stay um, fire safe and. Yeah. Um, Put him on the spot. Yeah, put him on. No, one of the main things, man, is you gotta you gotta have smoke detectors. Yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. If your if your smoke detector's chirping, don't take the battery out because you're tired of it. Right, go get a you gotta, battery. You know, we always tell people to you know pick like 
your birthday or holiday to, to change the batteries. October you know. is National Fire Safety Month. A lot of kids know it from school. They'll come home and say, hey, time to change the ba- – you need to change the ba- – whether it's chirping or not, you need to change the batteries on your smoke detector. And you can get 9-volt batteries, which most of them run off of, at the dollar store for literally a dollar. So it's, there's it's, no it's, reason it's that really you shouldn't cheap, change. It's a really cheap uh, way of protection because they are essential. You and know. you can pick the fire de- the smoke detectors up at Lowe's for like ten twelve dollars for the cheapest yep. one. So and yeah. you need, should have one on every floor. All right. Um, also, if you if you got kids, I mean, even if you don't have kids, if you're living with somebody, you need to. You know, we always tell the kids to make sure they have a meeting place. You know, yeah, explain to the kids. You actually, do a drill with the kids. Um, you know, make sure that they know what they're going to do or something in case there is a fire. The tree know. in the front yard, or right. the mailbox, or you know, the rock by the driveway. In, a, in an emergency, in any emergency, but fires. I mean, it's going to be hectic. You're going like Weston said. It's probably going to be in the middle of the night. You might wake up. Your house is going to be filled with smoke. And first thing that's happening is panic, you know. Yeah. But if, so if you got a plan in place, I feel like it's, you know, that's that's key. Yeah, no doubt. Those good points. Um, those are real good tips. One of the tips that I think that's we we overlook a lot of times is going to Lowe's, going to Home Depot, wherever you need to go, and get a fireproof safe. Um, put your documentation in it, your social security cards, birth certificates, yeah. anything that. You know, once you lose in a fire, it's going to be very hard to replace. Pictures, wow. pictures are one of the main things. Get your pictures on a on a, a CD, right? You yeah, need to get, them. get them on a, a a drive, whatever you can. Any, you need a lot of times. A lot of times we have them on um, our phones anyway, right? But you know, there are some pictures that you need to put in, like for example, wedding pictures, uh, pictures of grandma. Who I've, I remember, I went on a fire one time, and this lady didn't care about anything else in that house except for the pictures of her grandmother who passed right. and she had no other pictures of her. Well, you so, know, my sister you know, is she's married to a firefighter as well. He works mm-hmm. with us and, uh, she actually, because of this reason, you know, she's heard so many stories about people losing all their pictures. She opened on her Facebook account, a private album and has downloaded like oh, almost yeah. all of the pictures that she really cares about yeah. into that private album. Nobody else can see them, but she has now well, like yeah. record of those pictures. So yeah, that's a good tip. I mean, that's a good you know, tip. You can, there's oh, there's so many places you can find that you can save pictures at too. So I mean, there's yeah. no reason, and a flash drive is yeah. super super cheap. Put it on I that mean, fireproof safe. You can right, get some yeah. for pretty cheap. I think I've seen them as low as thirty dollars. Absolutely. You know? Well, you can get them for even cheaper than that when yeah. they're on sale, like on big deal, like Labor Day, Memorial Day, Fourth yeah. of July. They'll have some sales. You can pick a terabyte up for. No, I'm talking about the fireproof safe. Oh, for the fireproof yeah. safe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure, yeah. for sure. So invest in one of those, and you know, uh, when you see us at the grocery stores, if you want to buy our groceries, we will love it. <laughs> if you, <laughs> but now I know we're using our own money. Knowing we're, you know, um, you know, splitting that bill and, you know, working just like everyone else to, you know, try to make a living. All right. Anything else, fellas? No. A lot of us work second jobs or two other jobs. I mean, because we got a lot of time off and our, our rest of our family yeah. works during the day. Yeah. So, you know, we got a little extra time. We'll work during the day while they're in school or at work or whatever. So yep. fun because we're not going to get rich at this job, but we're not trying to. 
Um, Chance, who's winning NBA championship? Brown, Brown, baby. Cavs. <laughs> I I can't go against it right now. I mean, he what? He, you hear this guy? Wait, he, who are you going for? Who are you I, saying? I can't go. I can't go against LeBron. He's he's playing real good right now. And do you hear this wow. guy? No bogut to clog up the middle. I mean, he's I, trying to I'm sound all politically the, correct. I'm glad we got this recorded right now. <laughs> he's sounding but, all no I bogut. Mean, to, but you were talking. You were saying go to state. Got a back hurt. I mean, you're taking big parts out. And Curry got frustrated. I mean, this they're not gelling right now. But it is in. It is in Oakland, so I think that, that is, they better come think. ready because I think it's going to be a dog fight. So Weston just got on the fence. Wh- who are you going with? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to go with, <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with the MVP. Still, I mean, I think he's, I think he's going to come out. He just it, changed it, it that like quick. Less than ten it, seconds. No, I said it's hard to go against LeBron. Right. I mean, right. it is hard to go against LeBron. He's, he's the. Probably the, the king. best he's athlete. The king. He's, he's the right. best athlete he in the NBA. He, he wants to say it. No, I'm the king. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Um, thanks for listening. I hope you guys got some insight on, um, you know, the life of a fireman, uh, the life we live. Um, you know, pray for us. You know, we're out here. You know, regardless, it's a dangerous job. We're going. Most people are running out of a burning building. We're running into it. So, you know, keep us in your prayers. Um, if you see a fireman, thank him. You know, we appreciate the thanks that we get, um, you know, and hopefully we won't be on you coming to give you CPR. <laughs> right. All right, everyone. Thanks. Go ahead. I was going to say thanks for having us on. Oh, yeah, yeah appreciate, appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. Stakes is high. All right, everybody. Stakes is high podcast. Peace.